This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning and welcome to Community Connection. Today we have Leslie Ingold on and she has been with us before. She is the Regional Stroke Coordinator for OSF Heart of Mary in Urbana and OSF Sacred Heart in Danville. Um, But you know this topic is so important. We want to make sure that we're reaching people, we're having that conversation and we're reminding them because when Leslie was on before she gave us some great tips. So we want to make sure that we're paying attention to those and um, I understand Leslie, you're coming to us fresh off a conference, so you've got some really good information. But before we jump into that, give us your background information. Right. So I've been a nurse uh, here in Urbana for 28 years. I just started my 28th year. Um, I'm the regional stroke coordinator for Urbana and Danville, OSF Sacred Heart and Heart of Mary. Um, I've been in that role since May of 16. And my job is to make sure that when patients come in with stroke-like symptoms or any neurological deficits, uh, my job is to be there to support them and their family and then to continue on with them through the hospitalization, making sure they're getting what they need um, and that uh, I can help in any way, making sure that we optimize their care uh, and they get the best treatment while they're here and we set them up to have the best treatment once they're discharged. Mm-hmm. So, Leslie, in my mind, I, I've always thought, again, before talking to you, of course, that like the heart attack was the worst thing. And I mean, all of it's all of it's the worst thing. Right. Yeah. But when you start talking about strokes, I guess I just didn't realize how critical immediate care is. So tell us the differences between strokes and heart attacks. Yeah. So first off, stroke is the second leading cause of death worldwide. Um, but it's the leading cause of disability. Um, So when we compare heart attacks and we compare strokes, the first thing that comes to mind is everybody knows what a heart attack is. You have that chest pain, jaw pain, arm pain, feels like an elephant sitting on your chest, hard to breathe. People recognize that. They call 911. They come to the hospital right away. Sometimes stroke symptoms can be pretty vague. Uh, I wake up and I'm a little dizzy or I wake up and maybe my left arm is numb because I sleep on my left side. So, um, you know, maybe I've just slept funny last night, Uh, those kind of things. So it can be from anywhere to, oh, my gosh, I can't see out of one uh, one eye or I can't move my left arm or my left leg. It can be as severe as that with maybe not even being able to speak. Or it can be just as faint as a numb, tingling finger or arm. So it can be hard to discern. Um, A lot of uh, symptoms patients have could be related to other things. Migraines, complex migraines can prevent, um, can present uh, like strokes. Uh, Low blood sugars can present like strokes. So really, uh, it goes back to calling 911, coming into the hospital right away, don't wait, and let us tease out all of those signs and symptoms in the emergency room where we have access to all those tests and treatments. Mm -hmm. So what is a stroke? A stroke can be one of two things. A stroke can be something a clot has gone into a major vessel or a small vessel in your brain and has prevented oxygen to get to that tissue. And so depending on where that clot is, we see a resultant um, uh, deficit 
whether that be your eyesight, able to speak, facial droop, arms, legs, depending on where that clot is. Um, it can also just be because of small vessels in your brain, um, depending sometimes age tends to be uh, that uh, resultant of small vessel disease. Uh, just some vasospasming and some small vessel disease can cause a stroke. But what really can uh, also happen, and we consider it a stroke, is a brain bleed or um, blood in the brain due to either an aneurysm or a fall. Somebody has traumatically hit their head. That's also considered a stroke. Okay, good information. Let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, strokes in younger people, strokes in women, and get some more good information out there. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Community Connection this morning. We are speaking with Leslie Engel from OSF. She is the Regional Stroke Coordinator. Um, before we continue on with the topic, talk about how OSF was redesignated as a primary stroke center. Right. So every two years that we invite the Joint Commission, they are an accrediting body, uh, to come in and take a look at our stroke program at both hospitals. Um, we open it up for them. We uh, show them our documentation. We show them closed records. Uh, they talk to the staff. They talk to nurses and doctors. And really to come in and make sure um, that we are giving uh, best practice care, world-recognized care to these patients who come in. Um, and really, they come in and uh, really give us the stamp of approval that we're doing things right. We're doing things for these patients that should be done. And uh, it's great to know that they can come in and, and they also give us advice, what they've seen in other places. You know, maybe you'd like to add this to your repertoire. You could do this for your patients. And so it's really, uh, and then again, on the other hand, we've done some things that they've been able to take back to other hospitals and say, hey, OSF Sacred Heart and Urbana Heart of Mary is doing this. Um, you know, so uh, the surveyor comes in and, and she's a nurse and uh, really uh, is able to take a good look um, for a day at each hospital and really get down and make sure that we're doing what we should be doing. So we're very thankful that they come in and continue to support us. Mm -hmm. And so having retired from Danville Area Community College, of course, we have an accrediting body too, well, a number of different accrediting bodies. So when you talk about accreditation and them coming in, I know exactly that feeling you get. But again, you love it because you can get good information. And if I'm not doing something right, tell me because my job is to help people. And I know you all feel the absolute same way. And um, when they take best practices from your institution to another institution, that is just a highlight and a kudos for the staff and for the administration having the foresight to be able to provide items and monies and funding and time um, when when you all who are actually right there on the on the scene when you're saying we need this that or the other and for them to recognize that and and keep um, the accreditation is a huge thing. Yeah, we're just so pleased and so proud. Um, you know, it's it's evident by our patient success stories that we're doing we're doing it right. It's nice to have somebody to come in and confirm that, and then again take away those best practices. 
we we got cited uh, for uh, cited in a very good way for one of our best practices that during COVID uh, we had a hard time getting community education out to folks just because they weren't where we're used to seeing them and. Uh, we have our meal program that we do, our piecemeal program, and we were putting stroke information on the back of their menus. Uh, we were sending uh, information to local churches for stroke, and they were sending bulletins out. Um, so, uh, you know, we're just really thankful that we have the support of both of our hospital's leadership to do things like that when we're faced with times that we can't do it like we normally do. So. Uh, that was one of the examples that uh, they really were impressed with. Well, congratulations. Um, so October is is uh, designated as Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And, you know, I think people really start focusing in on women's health. And you at your conference, you had a really good uh, session on strokes and women. Tell us about it. Right. So yesterday we had a really great conference. It's, ha it's held every year at St. Francis, OSF St. Francis. It's our uh, annual stroke symposium where our doctors come in, nationally renowned doctors also come in and speak to us. Um, and it's open to um, all kinds of staff, therapies, nurses, doctors come in and just really have good takeaways. And I think I have carpal tunnel today just writing notes so fast and furious. But uh, one really hit home with me yesterday. Um, I'm getting to be of a certain age where saying things like this are, are really hitting home. And Dr. Kate Weezy is one of our neurologists um, at St. Francis. She also does our teleneurology program and patients who are at United are at uh, Sacred Heart and uh, um, oh my goodness, Sacred Heart and Heart of Mary uh, are gonna be seeing Dr. Wheezy. If you need neuroservices, they will see her on our telecart. Um, and she did an hour long talk uh, about stroke in women. Um, I certainly don't have the time today to go into all of it, but I was able to kind of highlight some of those. Um, and it really has been determined that there are higher rates of stroke in older women, 80 plus, um, with worse outcomes, um, comorbidities, those kind of things, other risk factors uh, likely account for it, but women are more likely to be dependent on their daily living, driving, grocery shopping, appointments, and be sent to nursing homes over men. So really women have uh, a grave concern when it comes to stroke um, that we have um, much greater disability than men. Okay, so I'm a so I just qualified for Social Security. So you've got my attention. <laughs> As women, we really need to be proactive. Um, I learned my own lesson. If you don't have a primary doctor, find one. Uh, I had gone most of my adult life without having a primary doctor. Um, I hooked up with one of our OSF primary doctors here in Champaign Urbana about a year and a half ago. She's really optimized um, my health care. And really, you know, people think, oh, I go see the OB doctor once a year. I get that mammogram or I do that. Really, we've got to bring in your primary. They've really got to look at that overall picture. Um, so uh, there's a lot of stroke factors that go into that. And that primary doctor can kind of help look at all of those um, in a big bundle. Okay, so again, women need to really pay attention. So let's talk about the need for immediate reaction. You kind of covered this a little bit in your opening statement. But um, again, I, I think people 
uh, would be like, oh, it's just a headache or, oh, you know, they, they play it off. So talk again about the importance of immediate care. Right. So we always talk about be fast. I, I feel like I should have it tattooed across my forehead and wear a t-shirt all the time. But um, be fast. We've added BE to fast. Some people recognize fast. We, we've, we've souped it up a little bit. B stands for balance. Um, have that kind of off kilter feeling leaning to one side or the other. E stands for eyes. Any trouble with your eyes, blurry vision, trouble seeing out of your eyes. Um, F is for face. Any sort of facial asymmetry, a facial droop, um, an eye that's unable to be closed, those kind of things, anything on your face. Arms, putting your arm up kind of in a Superman pose with your eyes closed. And if you have an arm drift, um, that's a concern. Speech, sometimes people can't speak at all. Sometimes when they speak, uh, the right words don't come out. Or maybe they can speak, but what you're telling them, they can't process. So uh, that's important. And T is time. And, and you hit the nail on the head. Have to come to the hospital right away. Uh, there is a medicine out there that we can give you that you may qualify for. Not everybody does for uh, many different reasons. But to even be considered for that medicine, you got to get to the hospital quickly. Um, and we have to give you that medicine within four and a half hours of those symptoms starting. So uh, a lot of people find themselves taking a nap, calling their primary office, waiting for a call back. Uh, oh, it'll just get better. Uh, and things like that don't get better. Um, we lose nearly 2 million brain cells every minute that we're having a stroke. Uh, and those don't come back. Uh, for every stroke that you have, you lose about 3.75 years off of your life. Uh, so those are crucial, crucial moments that uh, we we need to get a hold of the emergency crews and get them get them to where you are. Mm -hmm. And address the person who's thinking, you know, I, I'll get there and it won't be anything, or I'm going to feel silly if I get there and this is just a toothache or what, whatever. Right, right. And we see that from time to time and we reassure them when they come in, we are so thankful that you came. We, we, you don't, unless you're your own provider, you're your own doctor, uh, nurses are horrible at this. We try and self-diagnose, but coming into the hospital, letting us take a look, ask those important questions and really try and determine. Uh, we do have that quite a bit. Um, that they come in and they say, gosh, I promise when I was at home, I had a facial droop. And, uh, you know, and that happens quite a bit. Patients tend to have resolutions of symptoms before EMS, while they're with EMS, or shortly after arrival to the hospital. We're used to that. Um, we, that is a very common thing to happen. We're thankful that that happens, actually. Um, so patients shouldn't uh, be concerned about that. I know cost of transportation, cost of ambulances is concerning to folks. Um, and really, uh, when you consider um, the, the disability that can happen, um, I just read a study this morning that the cost of strokes, including healthcare expenses and loss of income from sickness, is forecasted to more than double to $2 trillion per year. And that's from an, an article in the journal, The Lancet Neurology. Um, so it, it's not so much uh, about work and lost wages and those kind of things, but it's the disability. And, and I, I circle back to what we said. It's the leading cause of disability in the United States is stroke. Okay. Well, let's take our last break and we'll come back and finish the show. Mm -hmm. 
Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection this morning. We are speaking uh, with Leslie Ingold. She's the OSL, OSF Regional Stroke Coordinator for Heart of Mary and Sacred Heart. So, um, Leslie, one of the things we were talking about, I think we talked about this before, but the importance of having your medications, your allergies, that list ready, because I think that we don't think about having something like that readily available. No, we don't. Uh, when I get out into the community, we just did a huge wellness fair at State Farm Center last week, and I probably gave out 200 of our little medication cards. It's a kind of a little bifold, trifold card, and uh, it's something you can stick in your, men can stick in their wallet, women can stick in their purses and their wallets, and it just has a list of your allergies. Uh, you might find yourself in a situation where you're unable to provide that. Uh, and we and, and as emergency crews arrive, they need to know that right away. Uh, there's a spot on there to list your medications. Uh, there's a spot in there to put down your primary care doctor's um, information, perhaps your pharmacy's information, maybe an emergency contact. Um, I know everybody tends to have a smartphone, um, putting that ice, that in case of an emergency contact in there. Uh, anything that we can find on your person, if something happens, that we can make sure we have the most up-to-date, real-time information so that we're not harming you in the attempt to try and save your life. Mm -hmm. Good. Thank you for that. And if somebody, um, if they would like one of those, I'm sure they could contact you and receive one of those, right? Yep. I have got them everywhere I go. I take them with me. I hand them all out kind of like business cards, but yeah, I, I have those and they're, I would love to hand as many. I would love to order more. Mm -hmm. And so, Leslie, are you available to go out and give presentations in the community? I am. It's one of my favorite things to do. I was pretty busy pre-COVID. Then COVID hit and, and people stopped meeting. But I still did a lot of Zoom presentations. Um, I, I love to go out into uh, groups um, and communities of folks, talk to them. Uh, I have a place here in Champaign that I go and, and do bingo with. And we have a little talk. So we have some fun while we're doing it. Um, I have lots of informational handouts. I bring uh, my medication, little little cards with me. Um, it's really one of my um, best parts of my job is to get out of the hospital and go out into the community and and a one woman show per se to uh, to make sure everybody's aware of stroke. Mm -hmm. And so, if people are, li are listening today and they would like to get a hold of you and have you come to a presentation, you're very open to that. Absolutely, they can reach me through OSF Marketing here at um, Heart of Mary or at Sacred Heart, um, and they can route those uh, inquiries to me, absolutely. Good information. So um, a final piece of this, the Stroke Survivor Group. Right, right. So we are very blessed to have had a Stroke Survivor Group uh, here uh, at Heart of Mary. Uh, it's for the surrounding communities. It's not just for patients in the Champaign-Urbana area. It's for the surrounding communities. Uh, Danville, as far north as Paxton, as far south as Tuscola, um, in the surrounding areas, Danville to, to Muhammad, Monticello, and even farther. Um, it's open to any stroke survivor and their support person and or family, friends. Uh, we meet once a month. It's the first Wednesday of the month from three to 4.30. We have speakers every month. Uh, there may be a little snack included just to kind of, uh, uh, you know, make our time more enjoyable. We have a great conversation. It's an opportunity for people 
who have had a stroke themselves, maybe give some insight to some other folks who are maybe newer to the group or help them navigate. Um, the big topic of conversation uh, was transportation. How do some of these people get around? How do some of these patients get around when they can't drive? Um, and we probably had a 15 minute discussion uh, earlier this month on the bus pass and how you can apply for a bus pass at little or no cost to you and so that your transportation is cared for. And there was a lively discussion on how to sign up, how to get it. Um, and so it's 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 stuff like that that just makes me smile because they're helping each other. Somebody's done it before and, and, and helping someone figure it out. So we have a good group. We're really um, excited that next month in November's meeting, we're extending this group. We, we've been wanting to do this for a while, but we're going to have a link so that patients who maybe can't join us in person can join us on either a Teams or a Zoom, something like that. We did do a call-in last month for a couple of um, patients that couldn't come in, um, and it worked really well, and they felt part. I think some of our patients in our uh, assisted livings uh, feel disconnected a little bit, and this is our way to bring them in and say, you know, you're not alone. You're not by yourself. Uh, so we're really excited about that. Thank you. Well, we have been speaking again with Leslie Ingold from OSF. Really great information. And just reminding people, you know, they were recertified or redesignated as a primary stroke center by the Joint Commission. So a huge big deal. They are a national healthcare accreditation organization. And so, um, you know, you can feel like you're getting the best care when you're doing this. And of course, Leslie, you can tell how passionate she is about the subject and making sure that we are all educated. Leslie, thank you for being here. We appreciate you and audience, you know, pay attention to those little um, signs that could be signs of a stroke. Time, time is of relevance. Leslie, any last word? You know what? I, I just I I would encourage people again get a primary care physician, make sure that someone is looking out for you. That And when you go, don't hold anything back. Make sure that they understand everything that you're concerned about, even the little twinges that you may have. Um, and again, knowing the signs and symptoms of stroke, be fast, getting to the hospital right away. And it may be nothing, but it may be something. And we're here for you in both hospitals to make sure that you get the best care. Okay, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Audience, we will be back in the morning. We are going to be speaking with Jean Dunn, one of my old friends from the college, about the DLO Horror Walk. We'll be back in the morning. Until then, have a good rest of your day. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.